Social Strategy Podcast, episode 54. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey everyone, this is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And today I've got a very special guest. Her name is Reese Sims, and she is amazing. She's a branding specialist, social media expert, anything you can think of online. Reese has got a specialty in it. She's trained as a marketer, international business, and just a very interesting character. I got a chance to meet her at New Media Expo, we were able to break off and go off and do an interview and just really got into some very interesting topics, focused a lot on networking because it's how she's built her business. It's how she's been able to get ahead. And I think you guys are really going to be interested. Remember, guys, um, check out lynda.com forward slash Ross for a 10-day free trial on me. And let's go ahead, get right into the episode, and I will see you guys on the back end. I guess it all started because um, when I was going to school, um, I did a business program at the University of Victoria, which is located in Victoria, mm-hmm. BC, Canada. And um, I specialized in international business in that. And while there was about 50% men and 50% women in the program, I just found as somebody who wanted to take on a leadership role in uh, the Business Student Association and in the Senate and in the uh, university student society and that sort of thing, there is just a disproportionate amount of men that were involved and that really extends to kind of how business and politics are today in right. the grand like the grand scheme of things. Right. Um, and so uh, throughout my studies, uh, I, I mean I felt I definitely felt equal. However, when I sought out additional professional development after I'd graduated and continued to work on my career, I just, found that a lot of other podcasts that I really, really enjoy, and don't get me wrong, I have, I listen to them very often, um, and just to name drop some of them, like Lewis Howe's School of Greatness, right. I listen to you like every week, I absolutely love uh, Pat we were, Flynn's. We were drunk tweeting Lewis last night. <laughs> John Lee Dumas, <laughs> like all of their shows are so fantastic, The Art of Charm is so great. Um, however, I kind of went through and just did a random, like, by hand, looking at the last 100 episodes that they had put out. And of those, I just tallied, like, how many people were men and how many people were women. And found that, on average, only, like, 5 to 10% of the guests on the show were women. Mm -hmm. And I really noticed that there was a disproportionate amount of men being featured in the online space as, like, successful online people. And just a lot of the social media conferences that I've attended, it's predominantly male speakers, I would say, for the most part. And so... It made me wonder why aren't there more features for women and I don't want it to be like a feminist thing by any means but just there I know that there are successful business women out there all right hi <laughs> go how's it going <laughs> um, are we recording the whole thing we may use video okay, we may cool. um, it depends yeah so Maybe a couple clips I don't know whatever you like yeah. I'm cool um, yeah so I just found that like there's a disproportionate amount of men that are being featured at conferences and podcast episodes mm-hmm. um, that are really focused on business and social stuff right. and 
there's definitely no shortage of women. Like like I said, there's like 50% of women in business programs, or 50% of business right. programs are women these days, if not more, yeah. in a lot of uh, post-secondary educations. But then for some reason, there's some sort of fallout after that. Mm -hmm. So why is this happening? Why aren't enough right. women represented? And how can we change this? And so that's really how it came about is right. that I wanted to show other women that it is possible and that there are those women out there that are in these leadership or power player roles that are doing something amazing and mm -hmm. it's not and they're like in they're competitive with men in the same space. Right. So um, So when you start researching this, how do, how did you pick your first guests? How did you pick the first people to be on your show? Uh, that's a good question. So I have always thought that mentorship is a really important tool that everybody, regardless of if you're in business or or like doing business, I guess, or taking a business program or not, they, everybody should have a mentor because they help to kind of validate and help you to really define what path you're going through. Yeah. They can provide advice based on their experience. And I just think a lot of people are afraid to reach out, but yeah. I've always been the person that's like tried to find mentors throughout right. my life. So a couple of the, f a few of the, first people on the show were really people that I have been mentored by in some capacity mm -hmm. in the last um, five years, I would say. And they were really all based, uh, this is really funny, but a lot of them were based off of me connecting with them and just taking the plunge to reach out to them on social media. So that could nice. have been through somebody I really respected and tweeted to and they actually responded and then we engaged in a conversation back and forth and then mm -hmm. it escalated to me getting their email address or their phone number and actually taking them up on their offer to help answer questions right um or it could have just been like an in-person meeting with somebody that i really respected but the first couple of people on the show um so the very first person elizabeth caught she's mm -hmm. a successful uh, entrepreneur based out of uh, los angeles and she, I saw her featured in a magazine about uh, Goodsee, which is kind of like a competitor to Shopify oh, or yeah, yeah. another online e-commerce e platform. Right. And she was featured as one of the businesses that had uh, been, I don't know, using Goodsee and really liked it in some sort of magazine. And I was like, wow, this girl's so cool. She's into right. fashion. She's successful. And I just randomly reached out to her on Twitter that's, and we went back and forth. Yeah. And then flash forward like four years later, we've still been in touch mm -hmm. um, on and off for like I don't know, every couple months or so, right. we we'll just check in to see how each other are doing and that sort of thing. So it was kind of an ode to her to like have her as the first person on the show. And she was really grateful for it, of course, because right. she's getting exposure from it. Exactly. Um, but at the same time, like I was so grateful because I've already had such great conversations with her. Mm -hmm. I know that she's legitimate and she's very well known in her space. So right. it was so easy to connect and it was like a no brainer. Right, right. Um, and similar things with a couple other of the first few guests. It was mm -hmm. a matter of me meeting these people at conferences or seeing them speak or that sort of thing and reaching out and because they are getting promotion out of it right. and I don't seem like a crazy person <laughs> essentially, <laughs> um, it was a pretty easy sell to have yeah. them on the podcast show. And it's just kind of uh, elevated from there because after you have a couple shows with some people on it, you can mm -hmm. use that to leverage to get bigger guests yes. and more people. and. Um, I'm sure you know that. Oh, yeah, that's what, I, that's what yeah, I preach exactly. all the time. You're like, yeah. hey, you know, use this guest to get the next guest. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a step back real quick and talk about talk about your business. How did you get started in your business? Yeah, What's the basis sure. of your branding business and social media? How do you do what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my story behind that is, again, I did a business degree or international business degree in mm -hmm. school. I wanted to be a lawyer. 
um, and started off in political science and then kind of shifted and was like, ooh, this business thing is really cool. Right. So switched over in my last semester, found that I loved marketing and communications. And mm -hmm. I took one course like in my last semester and was like, I want to do this. <laughs> right. So um, right after, I was really fortunate because I had done a lot of networking and had mentors mm -hmm. and got intros into job leads, whereas a lot of other people that I graduated with, it took them a couple years to step into yeah. professional roles. And yeah. so right after I graduated, um, I became the first marketing assistant for the major shopping center in the city I was based out of. So I not only got to define my role because it had never been done before, so I mm -hmm. got to be that intrapreneur, but uh, also got to work in like a fashion space, oh run events, God. do fashion shows, set up social media because this was back in 2009 when it was right. just at the tipping point where Twitter right. was becoming really popular, yeah. Facebook was really taking off for businesses, and be kind of that leader within the organization to grow these platforms and also demonstrate that I was yeah. able to do so. So um, I worked there for about two years and then kind of became complacent and because it was a small um, property management group that I was a part of and there mm -hmm. wasn't a lot of room for growth yeah. and um, decided to kind of take the plunge and move to a bigger city. So now I live in Vancouver, Canada mm -hmm. and um, everything kind of fell into place the week of me moving over there, got a couple job offers and nice. ended up stepping into a role doing marketing and public relations for an architecture, interior design and planning firm. Interesting. Yeah. And wow, so, so that's a crazy background. So yeah. So from there, sorry to No, 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 there. you're fine. Yeah, yeah. So the long and short is from there, I worked for another two years over the course of the first six months, I think, of me working there. We had a team of about 15 creatives on the marketing team nationally across Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and we also had satellite offices in the Middle East and China, and they had new leadership come in and essentially lay off right. like everybody well, in my happens, department, right? yeah. except for myself and a graphic designer. And um, and so I all of a sudden was like in charge of all of the marketing nationally and was like presenting every week to the board of directors mm -hmm. nationally, doing oh all the budgets, wow. was in charge of like everything, like <laughs> oh eight God. people's roles in... Yeah by myself and right. it was great because all of a sudden I'm like sweet I'm like the top of my department right. <laughs> but I'm not getting like the, the, top of the financial resources right, right, that exactly. they should be giving me or the title for it of course. so I did that for another year and um, over that time like there was a lot of different elements of public relations and stuff that they just hadn't really pursued and I really pushed forward so things like award applications to show the cloud of the, mm. the firm and that sort of thing and we broke records in terms of having like more awards in the year that I ran it than any other year in like the company's 30 year history and just all these like amazing accolades and they still would not promote me so oh I was just like this is ridiculous I need a sign if things don't shift by April 1st 2014 I guess this was I'm out of here. Like, I know this is a sign that I need to plunge into entrepreneurship. This is what I've always wanted to do is like be my own boss. And clearly they're not taking me seriously. So I ended up like nothing changed. I went to this like transformational conference in mm -hmm. January in LA, loved it. It was all about entrepreneurship and just taking the plunge and yeah. just diving into the pool, so right. to speak, instead of dipping your feet in. And I was like, yes. I need to do this and literally like nothing changed and well, I quit why not? my job. Why do, why, do you, why do you think nothing changed? I That's a good question. I think there was just a lot of um, change in the organization at the top level and so mm -hmm. it wasn't really a priority for them because I had been working for them for well, so long at the right. same wage and like title. They're like, well, 
I mean, right. we're just going to keep yeah, working so here. Yeah, so it was time to go. Yeah, and so and it wasn't a matter of that I didn't ask because, I mean, a lot of times, again, you'll become complacent because you don't ask for those raises well, yeah, or, like, exactly. salary adjustments or title yeah, changes. Yeah. But I had been pushing for it for over six months. Oh, and wow. they finally gave me, like, a very nominal... Um, <laughs> okay, here, go, go be quiet. Yeah, raise. And I was yeah. like, this is not sufficient. So I decided to quit. And um, at the end of May, I ended my position there, like had a great succession package for whoever took over from me. And they didn't hire, rehire for another, I think like eight or 10 months. Like oh they just God. couldn't find a good fit for the position it, because wow. there's so much stuff you have to do in it. Yeah. Um, and then, so over the duration of the summer, I had the opportunity to like consult and just charge like three times what my salary was nice. based on the hourly rate, which Win. was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I spent some time in Los Angeles for three months and just trying to figure out like how I wanted to shape my personal business, mm -hmm. who I wanted to work with, and all this stuff. And it sort of evolved from there. So right. over the course of the last, I guess, like six or eight months, um, I've been really channeling or doing two streams of things because I'm passionate about both of them. And one mm -hmm. of them was doing consulting for eco-conscious fashion, beauty, and food brands because I think it's really important to be conscious of what you're putting on and in your body. Um, and that could be health-wise, that could be like all the chemicals that are in uh, cosmetics these days. And I wanted to work with companies that really were trying to be leaders in making sure that you're not putting crap on or right, in your body, right? right? right. So um, it was great. Um, I loved it. But again, I just kind of felt that I don't really enjoy doing the business development and proposal part. That's mm -hmm. not where my strengths are. And it was really stressful to me. And then once we got clients, like I wasn't really that satisfied with running social media for them. Mm -hmm. um, like it, I'm capable of it, but it's just not what I'm passionate about. Right, like I want to create change. Great, yeah, right. exactly. Um, and at the end of the day, you're working for somebody else. So in the meantime, I've also been doing the stream of like focusing on personal branding for young women mm -hmm. um, and men, but more predominantly women, because I've found that, again, going back to there just being a lack of women yeah. that are featured in a lot of business and political stuff, um, I figure that during your studies, if you can really build your confidence and be sure of yourself, that's going to help you to get those jobs right after you graduate and push mm -hmm. yourself forward in your career and build, move up the ladder more quickly if you have right. the skill sets, the soft skills that you're not necessarily taught in school. Yeah, something you mentioned about when you were in college, you said you networked a lot and you had yeah. a lot of mentors. How did you network? What's your, what was your process for networking? Because a lot of people say, oh, well, I networked and then this happened, this great thing yeah. happened, this success happened. What was your actual process for I need to connect with this person and build this relationship. How did you go about doing that when you were in college? Yeah, so when I was in college, I would say the number one tip for networking that created a more safe space was just joining different clubs and organizations within mm -hmm. the college because then you're all of a sudden meeting people that are not in your faculty necessarily. Mm -hmm. You get to build rapport with them. They know people that you may not necessarily know. Right. And again, I was really into student government, so I had an opportunity to be elected at, like, for the Senate as a student representative oh, and nice. on student council and was like vice president of the Business Students Association mm -hmm. and like specifically tailored my cooperative work terms to working at the university. So I worked for the faculty of business. Oh, interesting. Just so I could yeah. network with my professors right. and then also network with like professors and the other um, like Plus the other faculties. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. And from that, like all of a sudden I'm this person who's known in as like a great alumni, so they call on me a lot right. to do speaking and stuff now. Oh, nice. Um, 
and also just built this rapport outside of the classroom with the people mm -hmm. that were teaching me. So I think that's valuable because a lot of uh, a lot of people that I've talked to, one of the things that they've done in college is they were involved with student government. Yeah, totally. And they made themselves available to the faculty, and they formed relationships with relationships with the faculty that ended up paying after they actually left. So. Yeah. It's one of those things where you do the work now, you build those relationships now, and they continue to pay off you know, years into your future because yeah, you still absolutely. get invited back to do alumni stuff. Yeah, so I mean, we, I think you were, did you watch Jordan Harbinger's yeah. talk at NMX? Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, he talked a little bit about this and just having your like tertiary connections mm -hmm. in that you don't know, like you, we may be connecting, but you don't necessarily know who I know or who right. you know, right? So. I mean, everybody is valuable. There's this yeah. book that I read called Work the Pond and one of the rules oh, in it. Oh, interesting. I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's by Darcy Rezac, I think. Um, okay. And he actually was like an executive in residence at my university for some oh time, God. which was awesome. But one of his rules was all about like, always treat everybody as a prince, not necessarily as a frog, regardless mm -hmm. of like what status they're at, because yeah. you never know who right. knows the right person that you need to connect with. So yeah. that's been really yeah, that's, important. That's good. that's good. Everybody is yeah, important. Yeah, just like, and it, like putting it down to bare basics, not even business, it's like just treating everybody with a level of respect right. Right. Uh, that you want yeah, to receive nice back, person. right? Be a nice like, person. Yeah, totally. So um, yeah, with the networking, like I got involved in clubs and I mean, I did do student government, but I also did stuff like uh, I was in like a vocal jazz group, so mm -hmm. I was like involved in the music faculty, and I did right. like Model United Nations, so I was like geeking out with the poli sci <laughs> students and like stuff like that. So it was so great um, to network in that way, and then also. Um, I think a lot of people don't look outside of their universities into mm -hmm. the community of the city that they're in. And I got involved early in like the Chamber of Commerce in my city. Oh, wow. And there was like a young entrepreneur. While you were in college. Yeah, a young entrepreneur society that um, they just had like people outside of university mm -hmm. that were under 40, I would say, um, that you could connect with. And I'm like, well, if I do this while I'm a university student, I'm going to be one of like, maybe a handful of people that right. are actually out there while yeah. I'm doing my degree. So yeah. I'm going to stand out, right? So, um, Well, I it guess, obviously worked out because you had a job coming right out of college. Yeah, totally. Like, I've a lot of the jobs have just been through recommendations from other people that I've mm -hmm. had. And now that I'm working for myself, it's like even the consulting or the contracts, the majority of them that I worked on were from referrals. So, right. um, but just going back to the networking part, um, I mean, some basic tips are like, obviously people feel uncomfortable in like networking situations. So yeah. if you are able to bring a friend with you, that's mm -hmm. so key in being able to initiate conversations, not feel awkward, not need to right. be that wallflower because you already have that right. like common rapport yeah, with them. Networking events can be a little weird. Mm -hmm, they can, but as long as you don't set your expectations too high and do your research in advance and see mm -hmm. like who's there, who do you want to connect with and right. then do it. Like, I mean, you can't go wrong, right? Awesome, awesome advice. So swinging back to your business, yeah, yeah. how do you actually make money in your business? Because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially ones starting out, want to know, okay, well, what kind of things do I work on? How do I actually get clients to do, you know, digital work or social work. So what's the, what's like the main income stream in your business right now? Yeah. So it formerly was, um, just working with clients on retainer. So it mm -hmm. just, they would charge or I would charge a monthly fee and 
to do their social media and graphic design and just kind okay, of all-encompassing cool. manage their website and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but like to be totally transparent, um, one of the side hustles that I've been doing for the last couple of months is just bartending on weekends. Like mm -hmm. it's such easy, fun money and it keeps right? me out of trouble on weekends. <laughs> and I mean, it's so flexible. And yeah. I think a lot of people have to have that side hustle. Like formerly yeah. I just found when I was working full time, I didn't have the brain capacity to want to pursue my exactly. own stuff because yeah. it was so similar because I was doing marketing all day. So the last mm -hmm. day, thing I wanted to do was like branding and marketing right. after work, right? right, right. So if you're able to find some sort of like part-time position that's kind of flexing different yeah. muscles, um, and that could literally be physically or it could be mentally. Well, I think it's valuable that you're yeah, saying totally. that because a lot of people think, oh, well, I can't go do something like that. If I do my own business, I have to just be 100% entrepreneur in it and I can't do anything else yeah, and on I the mean, side to supplement and that's just not true. That's the ideal situation of course but like well, you have yeah. to pay bills so right, right. I mean there's two ways you can do that either you find a way to spend less money um, or you find a way to make some money so you can cover your costs at the beginning <laughs> right, right. and so you can spend the majority of your time working on your business and yeah, like it's, it's all about I don't know sacrifice is the right word but just mm -hmm prioritizing and being okay with, I think Marie Forleo, she calls them your bridge job or your yeah. BJ for short. And just like having that thing that's going to help pay the bills. So you're not stressed out when right. you're trying to build your business. So you can choose the right clients that you want to work yeah. with instead of having to take on everyone and feeling stressed out about it or not necessarily having your heart in it. Right. Right. So you said something interesting yesterday about, um, Novus TV. It's a, yeah. a television show that you're doing because you do quite a bit of the work actually on Nova's TV. Yeah, so um, okay. So with my podcast, there's a couple reasons why I started it. So mm -hmm. one is because I wanted to see more women in business yeah. featured, right? right? Two is because a lot of these women I really admire, and for me to get time with them just as this random girl that's like reaching out is a mm -hmm. lot more challenging than having something to offer them that's valuable to them, which would right. be promotions, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm getting essentially like free advice, an hour or two hours of right. free consultation from them yeah. every week, which is so amazing. And then getting to spread that message right. with my audience. Um, but the third thing is, is it's a great leveraging tool if you're looking to go into other uh, media mediums, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so what we were talking about yesterday is that through that, um, through the show, I've, I guess, become somebody known as like a media personality, so to speak. Yeah. Because there's, I don't know any other women that are doing podcasts on business topics in Vancouver. So right. um, I've just received referrals through that from promoting it to other opportunities. So one of the ones I did right before we launched the podcast was this television show called The Hard Way. And it was mm -hmm. a business reality show. They were on season two and they asked me to be a marketing mentor on it. So That's I got to help these. Awesome. Yeah, I got to help these two companies um, with and giving them some advice on social media and just website and marketing mm -hmm. strategies um, and film it and it be on TV. TV on a local television station right and so using that and the love noteworthy show um, I sort of leveraged that and saw that there was an opportunity with another local television station mm -hmm. um, called Novus television and was looking through their programming and was like cool they have stuff all about lifestyle and entertainment right. and politics and even like fitness and yoga and oh, awesome. everything and anything like tourism stuff all for Vancouver all their programming is like a community channel so they run it for mm -hmm. Vancouver um, but there's nothing to do with like connecting to the business community why is that the case and like could I be the person that really right. is that person hosting the right. show so um, so you look for the gap and yeah exactly 
And so I sent them an application to be one of their on-air personalities. And in my cover letter was like, hey, so I see there's this gap in that you don't have anything really focused on the business community. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. new businesses are featured when they're opened or like sometimes there'll be interviews at events, but there's nothing really solidifying like why Vancouver is such a great hub for entrepreneurial businesses. And at the end of the day, like you can use this to leverage for Canada or for British Columbia because it's showing that there's a vibrant business community here. And I'm like, I would love to talk to you more about the concept for the show and also being a host on like one of your programs. So they were like, sweet, cool. Like, you're doing all of the work for us. I put together like a 15 page proposal of like what the show would entail. First like 10 episodes of if we could do the show and was like serious about it. And essentially the producer was like, sweet, like I've read this, it sounds legit, we can test it out. And I mean, you've already done all the work for us. And I don't have to do any work. I literally (laughs) just say yes and like write you a check and that's that, like let's try it out. And so I sent him like, links to YouTube videos I'd done and like my podcast show and we like still haven't even met in person which is like the weirdest thing yeah um but we've now done two of the episodes and the challenge Mm -hmm. has just been to reach out and actually like get the CEOs to do the interviews because they're very busy right so there's a bit of lead time that's involved Mm -hmm. with scheduling them that's interesting you know in in the states when you do a um when you do a, a podcast or something like that, and you're or a community, if you try to get on community TV. It's not a. It's always free. You always have to do it for free hmm. because the the cable companies or whatever the local station is, they feel like they're providing you with all this equipment and all this service. So yeah. it's a community service kind of thing. How is it structured in Canada where you actually get paid for the TV show? Well, I mean... Because that's interesting. It's not really that paid. Like, well, it's... I think we get, like, $75 an episode or something. That's production but, expense, though. That's... I mean... Still I, money. Yeah, I'm still making money from it, doing something that I really enjoy. Right. And it's giving me some, like, additional media clout, demonstrating that yeah. I can be on camera and... When I talk to the producers, they're like, hey, so here's the deal. Like, you're not going to make a living off of doing this show. Of course. Um, and obviously, like, we're not, we're only going to be filming, like, once a month kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really up to you to set everything up for us to make it easy. But this is a great leveraging point to be on those shows on the bigger channels that actually do pay. Right. And there have been a lot of people that have moved on from our channel to actually work out of Toronto or, like, mm-hmm. be on... CTV or CBC or right. whatever the equivalent would be in the states. Right. right. Yeah, so well, I'm like, it's, cool. It's this things. is a sweet yeah. opportunity. Like, yeah, you're you're building a media reel, a professional-looking exactly. media reel with great video. Totally. You can build out this super awesome-looking HD video media reel that when you want to pitch yourself for a satellite media tour yeah. or something like that, you sit down for six, seven hours, bang out a bunch of promo spots for whatever it is that they want to talk about that you're an expert in, and you've Absolutely. already got a professional video. You don't have to figure out, well, how do I get a video reel and how many events can I do so I can get some good-looking video. Mm -hmm. You got it because you created the opportunity for yourself, which I think is awesome. Yeah, so creating opportunity is, like, so key. And just going the extra mile, like, I can't say it enough. It's like, if you do the work for other people, why wouldn't they say yes? Exactly. Right? So doing your research and putting together and, like, blowing them out of the water with 
a proposal that you may have or mm -hmm. just going above and beyond yeah. what the expectations are is going to make them want to work with you because yeah, it so shows you, you that you're give, committed. So you can get, right. Yeah, exactly. Like That's it awesome. shows that you're committed and it shows yeah, that you're I, oh my God, serious about wanting to do it. All the time. It. Yeah, yeah, it's like come with something, offer something before you're asking, well, hey, can you do this for me? Yeah, for sure. Because what I liked about what you said when you pitched them about the show, it's like, I think this can do this for Canada. I think this can highlight these businesses. I think this can do this. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah, by the way, I'd love to be the one to host this show. Yeah, for sure. It's not like, oh, hey, I would love to do a show. Do you guys have any ideas for what you want me to do? You looked at the gap they're not filling, and he's like, hey, I can help you yeah. fill a gap. I can provide you with this service. I can help you do this thing. I benefit from it, but Canada is going to benefit from it because you can market this thing, you can use it. It wasn't, hey, can I do this so I can get some video footage? Yeah, absolutely. And All like right. I, I specifically said that in the proposal, I'm like, this is going to be a mutually beneficial relationship if we want to go forward with it because you're going to right. get like all of this out of it and I'll get some like video reel footage. And so right. it seems like a way better deal. And it's like great because yeah, awesome. they literally don't have to do anything except for get <laughs> their crazy. camera person and editors ready to meet me on site mm -hmm. for like three hours right. and then edit the video. Right. And then they have evergreen footage unlike the rest of their content that's very focused on events and like things that are happening throughout the year. So mm -hmm. it kind of, once you watch it, then it's done. Awesome. And now they have like footage for their station as well that can be syndicated into um, other platforms. So mm -hmm. I even pitched them and was like, Novus TV could have a podcast show and all you would have to do is convert these episodes to audio and upload it to iTunes. Like it's so simple. Right. And just like all these like future ideas for them. Oh so my God. like just did all the work for them. That's literally crazy. like created the logo for the TV show. Oh my God. Like, so you did everything. Yeah. Put together wow. the scripts and everything yeah. and they just approve them and make sure they're okay. And then as crazy and <laughs> wild hustler, <laughs> but I mean, you have to be serious about it. And like, again, it's, on that. Thanks. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, um, what I've realized just going back to like having two things, working on two things is that I have been feeling really stressed because I can't continue to work on consulting and doing eco conscious fashion, beauty and food, small to medium sized businesses, but at the same time be focusing on branding and personal branding with mm -hmm. large scale like CEOs because they're just two different messages. There's yeah. not necessarily one that's better than the other, but I'm definitely more passionate about figuring out like what makes those CEOs unique and like how can everyday people leverage their skill sets and learn from them to mm -hmm. be a lot more quick and efficient with what they want to do with their careers. So right. I love to like educate and teach and obviously if I can send out the message of somebody else or just help to um, get that message out of them yeah. like that's going to be way more fulfilling to me than just helping right. like one company at a time right so. which is a good segue into uh, and to wrap it up you've got a 10-day challenge that you're doing on your website right yeah so I'm not sure when this is going to come out but the personal brand challenge um, it's launching tomorrow I just put out the prep day today on it awesome um, and so people can join anytime this is gonna be the only opportunity for people to participate in the 10-day branding challenge and after that I'm going to convert it into a more extensive ebook that you can mm -hmm. buy but um, right now um, it launches, like I said, tomorrow, and unlike other personal brand uh, experts, I'd like to think that I focus a lot on the inner work that goes into figuring out kind of the why behind why you want to do what you do right. before you deliver the messaging behind it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're learning all the tools and skill sets on how to 
uh, advertise or deliver your message, but you don't really know what your message is going to be, right. or you're not aligned with what your message is going to be, then like, how can you become successful with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, throughout the 10 days, there's tons of different challenges. Like tomorrow, it's called like the Passion Player Day. And so we talk about figuring out what your passions are mm -hmm. and then how they show up in your lives. Because I don't think that people necessarily have passions show up in their life in the same way. There's some people that yeah. are those tried and true entrepreneurs that mm -hmm. want to pursue their passion full time. There's people that are side hustlers, or I call them the tinkerers, who like to work on tons of different projects at once, maybe have a part-time or full-time job, but want to make side revenue. And this mm -hmm. is a transitionary phase for them to go into the entrepreneurial realm. Right. Um, there's people that want to have the comfort and security of working a nine to five and want, but still want to pursue their vision. So they need to align with a company that is fueling mm -hmm. their vision. Yeah. And then there's other people that um, are okay with working a nine to five because that's going to provide them with the stability mm -hmm. and the comfort of getting a consistent paycheck so they right, can spend right. that on doing what they're passionate about outside of work. So, that sounds awesome. Yeah, so um, tomorrow there's going to be a, an 11 question quiz people can take. They'll get like a full analysis of what kind of passion player they are and mm -hmm. their archetype as well as um, some other exercises on just like purging all of your passions onto a sheet and right. figuring out which ones are really important to you. Um, and then from there, we work on like your vision and mission statements, mm -hmm. uh, do some digital real estate discovery on just like how to reserve different names if you don't already have them online, how to set up your like personal email. So it could be like Vernon at VernonRoss.com or that kind of thing. Right. If for people that don't know how to do that, and then we also focus on like tons of other elements from oh, networking wow. to reputation management to following mm -hmm. up. So interesting. Yeah, just all the basic steps that you need that's to really nice, very yeah, very intensive over ten days. And it's like yeah. free, so like definitely take advantage of it. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. So this probably won't come out until next week. So. Yeah, no worries. People can still get involved. Like if they want, they can subscribe to the last half of the challenge. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then I'll just send them like the first five days and just set them up on the emails. Right, and go from there. Um, yeah, and like like I said, I'm going to have an ebook of this that will come out with additional exercises to help really mm -hmm. dissect these things. It's probably going to be between like 50 and 100 pages when it's all said and done. Nice. And it'll be really cheap, like under 20 bucks to buy. And I'll have promo codes for people that are part of the challenge right now to supplement right, right. Um, so they can so get now, it. So now, as a coach, before we wrap up, yeah. I, have to, I have to say, have you thought about doing this in a coaching group coaching program where you do a, um, instead of a 10-day thing, you do a three-day or two-day conference? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that kind of thing. I mean, I've been delivering uh, workshops over the past month. I've done four of them all mm -hmm. about just pretty much day one and two of what we're covering in the 10-day course, but just right. way more intensively um, over the course of like a two or three hour workshop mm -hmm. on just like really defining your core values, what your key identity traits are, which is what I'm really passionate about finding is like, what is your unique selling proposition? It's easy to say, find your unique selling proposition or find right. what makes you unique. Right, but right. Like, it's hard to Going figure that it. out right. for yourself. Is, so it like, it's crazy. Yeah. Hard. So, um, I would love for it to be a full weekend of mm -hmm. coaching and or like do some sort of mastermind, but yeah. for now I I'm all about testing and adapting stuff. So this is kind of the first phase of right. figuring out if it's really what so, people want and if they stuff. like it. Yeah. And if they do, then we'll continue. How'd to you see. put together your workshops? Um. Oh my goodness. I. What do you mean? So like the first one. <laughs> how did you find the people that wanted to do the workshop and go through it with you? Oh. Um. So I. That's a good question. I 
attend a lot of conferences. Yeah. And so just through conversations of what I'm passionate about and what I've done, I've just gotten like referrals and have spoken at quite a few conferences mm -hmm. over the past couple of years. Okay. And then it just seems like somebody will attend it right. and they're organizing another conference and then they see you speak and they want you to speak at their conference. And it's just kind there of, again, go. leverage. Again, networking, there. right. Yeah, all about the networking. That's so awesome. Um, and then... Besides that, though, I've just had some really close friends and like mm -hmm. people that I know want to take the entrepreneurial plunge, but just don't know where to start and aren't quite clear on like what their vision and intentions are right. to do it. Um, but otherwise, like I would totally recommend just getting people involved if you want to get people to come. Maybe like one strategy is just charging a certain price for a ticket, but then saying, but you can bring a guest for free because mm -hmm. in that way f people feel more comfortable and really it's like half price for them. Right. Um, and you have like double the amount of people in the room, right? Yeah. Um, Facebook advertising really helps with like really targeting people in an area, like a geographic area, if it's an yeah. in-person workshop. Oh, we're gonna have you back on and just talk Facebook advertising. Yeah, and um, like affiliate, of course, is mm -hmm. always gonna help with different programs. Did you do stuff. that? Did you do an affiliate program for your workshop? Um, I haven't yet. Mm -hmm. I'm planning on it because the workshops I like to do, I like to do really small ones, so then there's more one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah. So I prefer to work with like no more than 10 people, mm -hmm. but um, I think the majority of workshops have been between like 10 and 40 people that I've ran. Oh wow. Um, as opposed to like doing a keynote that's, or that kind of thing. Right, that's cool. Just though. because you can actually spend time to go through yeah. with the answers and what people are thinking and everything with every person mm -hmm. and get kind of that mastermind of like objective feedback from everyone else and that oh, sort that's of thing. so cool. So I love that, like bouncing ideas off each yeah. other. And all that. This this is this is awesome. I, I yeah. have so much information in there. I, I'm I, just so excited. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, Reese, I really do appreciate you yeah, coming on the podcast. You. It was a pleasure to meet you this weekend. Yeah, so, guys, too. we're at New Media Expo. Uh, this is Reese Sims. She runs the website is the Love Noteworthy Show. But you can just check it out at www.reesesims.com. Um, where all of the resources are for personal branding and the podcast. Awesome. And what's the best way to find you on social media? Uh, you can tweet me at Reese Sims, R-E-E-C-E-S-I-M-S. -E -E um, hit me up on Facebook. I think it's just like facebook.com slash Miss Reese Sims is my personal account. Miss Reese Sims. Yeah. Feel free to connect <laughs> there. Um, those are probably the two best. Or via email. I'm always on my email. So hello at reesims.com. Cool. Thank you so much for coming Thank on the you. podcast. Really appreciate it. It was fun. <laughs> All right, so I enjoyed that. That was awesome. You know, Reese has so much good information. You know, uh, I'm I'm really interested in what she's doing with Novus TV. You guys have to watch one of these episodes. I've put one in the show notes on the website. Just go out to vernonross.com and you'll see it right there. But if you go to vernonross.com forward slash Reese dash Sims, you'll find this interview and scroll down in there and look for the Novus TV interview. It's with Nicole Bridger. She's a um, fashion designer and clothing mech maker manufacturer in Vancouver. Very interesting episode. And uh, I like it. It's, it's, it's good stuff that she's doing. I love the 10 day challenge thing. And I just had a chance to take the personality test to find out, you know, what my personality was according to hers. And it's spot on. I'm the tinkerer. You guys should definitely make sure to sign up for her list and go through it It'll take you literally about three minutes of your time to fill out the survey and immediately get your answer. And it's so worth doing. It's so much fun uh, to just sit down and get your answers and go through and see what kind of person you are. And that may be able to help you identify what it is that you want to actually do. Uh, I'm not sure the 10 day free 
the 10 day free um, challenge that she's doing is actually over with now because by the time I got a chance to get this done and deal with all kinds of issues that happen with a podcast, it's over with. But I'm pretty sure if you email Reese and her email, there's a, a thing to connect to her via email on her website or just connect to her on one of the many buttons that I've put on the website and ask her about the 10-day free trial. I'm pretty sure she'll send you a copy of the 10-day, of the uh, not 10-day free trial, the 10-day challenge if you just ask for it. But I had a really good time talking to Reese. There's so much good information in there. And right at the end, we actually talked about workshops and how to put on a workshop and what she's been doing with that. There's some answers in there for you. There's answers all throughout this podcast about networking and being effective and building your own brand. And she's doing an excellent job at it. And I really did enjoy talking to her. I'm looking forward actually to having her back on the show and talking and going more into uh, Facebook ads and some of the other personal branding things that we really didn't get into. We more just told Reese's story, which is, you know, what I like to do when I have a guest on for the first time. I want to know their story because I know you guys want to know their story, how they're doing, what they're doing now. And then the next time I get Reese back on, we'll dig more into her specialty of personal branding and all the things that she helps you do online to identify your purpose and develop your brand. So I really did enjoy talking to Reese, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that interview. She was very awesome. Now, switching gears a little bit, I wanted to talk to you guys briefly about lynda.com. You guys know that lynda.com is a sponsor of the show. That's L-Y-N-D-A.com forward slash Ross, get a 10-day free trial on me. Go out there, check it out. Over 3,000 courses to do all kinds of stuff that you want to do online. I actually don't have a lynda.com story this week. And the reason I don't have a lynda.com story this week is because I, I just have not had a chance to go out there this week and do anything. But the, the fun part about it and the interesting part about it is I know that I have access to it. So when I do need some stuff, and I need to learn how to do something because right now I'm looking in Photoshop and I need to figure out taking out a background and a picture. And I know how to do it and I could do it in Pixlr, but Pixlr isn't as accurate as Photoshop. So I'm going to fire up Photoshop and instead of tinkering around and figuring out how to do it, I'm just going to go out to lynda.com, go to the Photoshop course and fast forward to that section so I can figure out how to do it again. And I do that often, but it's one of those things that you just, it's there. It's a resource and it's so worth having. So definitely make sure to check them out forward slash Ross. That's lynda.com forward slash Ross for your 10 day free trial. Also check out the friends of the podcast page. You can, you'll see it right on the site. It's just the, uh, a couple friends of the podcast. One of which is Spreaker. If you sign up for Spreaker through my link, you'll get a 30 day free trial of the broadcaster account, which gives you enhanced space and the ability to do your own thing, like start your own podcast right there on Spreaker. I do like Spreaker. If you guys know, uh, notice you'll see little links for Spreaker on each one of the show notes after the episode has been published a couple days because you can do all kinds of stuff with it. And I just like the way you can share it and it shows up natively in Twitter, which I love, and on Facebook, which is amazing. So definitely check out Spreaker. And there's one more little thing that I wanted to tell you guys about, and that's Clamor. If you look up in the, the top right corner of the website when you get a chance to go to it, there's a little icon, and it'll be of the interview that is currently playing. But it is a 15-second, 15, 15 to 18-second clip of the show. So you can hear a little portion of what's going to happen in the show or something funny in the show. 
and it just goes through all the episodes. And it's a really quick way to give you just like a taste of what's going on. I like the app. There's all kinds of stuff out on Clamor. So definitely make sure to check them out. And there's a link right on the site. So no reason to give you that. Anyway, keep tagging me on Instagram and listening on Instagram. Well, not listening, but checking out the show on Instagram and tagging me in those uh, pictures to let me know where you guys are coming from. That's been awesome. I'm at Ross PR on Twitter, on Instagram, and just about everywhere else. And definitely email me, Vernon at VernonRoss.com. Let me know what you think. I really do appreciate you guys listening to the show. And oh, by the way, I haven't asked for these in a long time. And six minutes into the exit, I am going to ask you guys ratings and reviews. We need some more ratings and reviews for the show. If you have not rated and reviewed the show already, please do go out. Make sure that you review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever. I don't care. I just want ratings and reviews so that I know what you guys think about the show and that we can continue to provide you the type of guests that you want. And if you guys have noticed, I've had a lot of women on because you guys requested it. And I think my last three episodes are all featuring women. So check that out. Matter of fact, my last four episodes. So there you go. Anyway, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and I will see you in the next episode.